Namaskar. Hello and welcome to P Guru's channel. I'm your host Sri Ayer. Today I had the good luck of catching Elmer Yuen before he was off to the next spot in the world, and he had uh, uh, some time to share his thoughts with me on what President Biden actually said in his State of the Union address. He said nobody would like to be in his place, and this his I'm guessing is Xi Jinping. Well, is it true or not? How does um, Elmer see it. Let's ask him. Elmer, what do you think of who President Biden mentioned as nobody wants to be in his place? Uh, President Biden was very emphatic. Really spoke strongly that no one wants to be in Xi Jinping's place. Meaning they have information in U.S. about China. Nobody has more information than the United States. They understand Xi Jinping is in deep trouble, both inside and outside China. This is, of course, the shooting down of the first balloon. And uh, when when uh, when President Biden was doing his uh, State of Union address, you know, it's a very serious thing to say. And he said it off the off his speech, all right, off his speech, and uh, in in his uh, normal American tone, which you know we only American understand what he was really meaning. Most foreigners, yeah. you know, with proper English, wouldn't understand what he's saying. So what he really meant is Xi Jinping is in such trouble, nobody, no leaders in the world wants to take his place, even though he's also powerful. So that is really what he meant. And uh, lately, seriously, oh, as I heard there's a, just another balloon, all right? Just uh, yes, half an hour yes. ago, there's another balloon in the, in, in the, uh, near North Pole. Uh, yes. North of uh, Alaska. So, so this is only in U.S. territory. This is the third one discovered recently. This and is the third many, one, many right? More before, yeah. Many, many yeah. even during Trump's um, Trump's uh, uh, term, uh, they had uh, several going to about three of them went into U.S. But people simply ignore it because they don't think it's a big deal. I mean, this is totally negligence on the on the U.S. military. They don't think it's a big deal, and then they say, "Oh, since." Since nobody's alarmed, let it let it be. Even this one they shot down in uh, South Carolina. If no if no amateur took a picture of it with the 500 millimeter telephoto lens, <laughs> yeah, it would not even be mentioned. They would just let Blinken and Yellen go to Beijing, have their meeting, try to uh, restore some business. All right, because because what happened is the. Chinese ambassador to Washington in the last six months, his name is Ching Gong. Right? Now he's been promoted to be the Minister of Foreign Affairs. So Ching Gong have done six months of solid work, try to round up all the pro-China businessmen, including AIA, insurance, all the high techs, all the Hollywood, all the MBA, all the Kissingers, get them to really lobby the White House. Try to have a try to uh, use China and rebuild the trade relationship, supposedly mutually beneficiary. But the truth is, this balloon, this balloon thing is not one. Right? This balloon thing has totally destroyed. And uh, I, I'm in the States now, and uh, people are just, you know, it's called really clear and present danger. This is yes. there's yes. nothing less than clear and present danger. So um, of course, I'm sure you heard they passed a uh, passed a uh, passed a resolution condemning it as an act of aggression, 
and uh, almost uh, zero to 419 votes, all right? Zero against. So that's how serious it is. And uh, of course, there are many stories and many theories on why Xi Jinping allowed this thing to happen, in, especially in the middle of the, he's trying to warm the U.S. and China relationship. He was using the uh, Mr. Liu He in Davos and also Qing Gong in Washington, tried to invite Yellen and also uh, Blinken to Beijing. And uh, they were doing trying to do something. And I believe the, that's the news I heard that uh, Xi Jinping was on his way to Moscow to talk to Putin about how to how to cease the how to have a ceasefire, all right? Because obviously uh, nobody wants to say it, but uh, uh, I mean they feel it's time to have a ceasefire because the whole the world economy is not very stable with this war going on. So lots of things going on. So, but um, uh, this is a this is this balloon is hundred percent approved by Xi Jinping, but this man. Whatever he does, he never considered the consequence. That's what he did to Hong Kong, and then how that's how he lost Hong Kong. It's a huge loss. I don't know how to calculate by passing this national security law in Hong Kong how much China have lost because American and their capital everything's leaving Hong Kong, and because of also this zero tolerance, how many foreign factories and investment and foreign uh, 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 nationals have left China. The economy is in total chaos. And uh, right now, they just had a very big uh, demonstration in Wuhan. Wuhan is very famous. You remember, Wuhan was the origin of the virus. Not only that, yeah. Wuhan was the where, where we had our first revolution against mm. the Qing dynasty. All right, Wuhan was the place. So they had a huge demonstration because they are trying to cut back on subsidies. On, med, on their Medicare, all right? How much, uh, basically, they want to shift the burden onto, onto the patients, all right? Because they've spent so much money building these concentration camps, this, uh, you know, for, for separation. And also, they spend so much money for doing the test that, that the whole uh, Medicare, so Chinese Medicare fund has run out. That's what it is. So they are trying to shift the load to the patients rather than the uh, the the the, uh, the state or the insurance company or or the comp company itself which was supposed to be funding most or 80 percent of their medicare so it's very serious the 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 the, the economy is in is totally dead totally dead and then they got the wall street through davos to boast about uh, you know U.S. economy is going to hell, and the Chinese economy is going to have a revenge type of explosion <laughs> of growth. So, so trying to shift the investment part of the you know U.S. hot money from U.S. to China, but not very successful. Uh, the latest I heard, even Kissinger has jump shipped. Kissinger was collecting ten million dollars a year of consultancy for the Chinese. Um, government in fact <laughs> and uh, and uh, he would do anything but after watching the second balloon being shot down he's had enough because the the situation is not savageable it really is beyond savage it's so serious and uh, i'm sure uh, uh, this is way beyond xi jinping he he 
totally underestimated the re reaction, uh, both from the U.S. government and mo mainly from the Congress and from the people. It's so serious. So anyway, I would say that uh, we're just waiting, kind of waiting for the regime to collapse. Now, Elmer, the second balloon that got shot down over Alaska, and now we're talking about a third one near North Pole. Do you think these may have been like sequenced from China a while ago, which is why now it is difficult to take them back? What do you think? Siri, Siri, nothing happens. No, no object flies to U.S. without Xi Jinping's approval. This is not a joke. You are talking about the strongest country in the world militarily. I mean, everything has to be his, from his approval. What really this is very happen, happens a lot in this kind of uh, totalitarian countries. They try to please him. You understand? In your country, everybody try to please the people so that people can vote for the leader. But in the totalitarian regime, everybody, their only job is to please the leader. And when the leader is happy, you get promoted. They have no responsibility to the country, to the economy, to the people. So basically, this group of people who's come up with this idea of balloon, and this balloon was not a new idea, but since the collapse of Huawei, Originally, Huawei would have installed their um, uh, 5G uh, mobile phone and uh, 5G base stations, and then the world would be using their uh, hubs and using their uh, their so-called um, uh, codec, you know, their modem, and they would be using, I mean, the whole world would be using. So originally, Huawei would have dominated the global communication. But since Huawei was yeah. kicked out, so they right. have to find alternatives. And this kind of a poor man satellite was their alternative to replace Huawei and also to compete with Elon Musk, Starlink. You see this kind of poor, don't, don't overlook this kind of poor man satellite. They can run at very low orbit, let's say 60,000 feet. All right, and they're so cheap, maybe uh, cost 100,000 each. If, if it's going to be used for normal communication, cellular communication, uh, it can really give uh, give uh, Elon Musk a run for his money. It's a great competition. <laughs> Elon Musk, the satellite, are so, Starlink are so cheap. But this is cheaper than Elon Musk. So this is why these guys report to Xi Jinping. Xi Jinping, wow, it's a great idea. And then they say, let us show you. We can even reach the United States and take all the picture and capture all their communication cellular yes. communication you see right now if they're above you for instance they're above montana all the people using cell phones all right and they communicate with the with the base station they pick up they can pick up 100 percent from those balloons all right so it's not a joke so they are in fact with with huawei before they they thought they controlled the whole world's communication everything even your home your modem at home it's mostly built by China, 99%. And there's, yes, there's yes. always a backdoor. They can always get in backdoor and they know exactly what happened at your home. Every home, let me, let's be honest. That's why I don't even keep secrets. Every modem and every router has a backdoor to Huawei. Uh, and, and so far, this thing doesn't make profit. That's why maybe probably your Indian companies are not interested to mass produce. Because, I mean, the thing is, it's, they're exporting for less than $10 a, a unit. So how much yes. can you make on $10? The chip is about $1. And the rest is all hardware, very, very cheap. 
But so how much can you make? So nobody makes it anymore. Cisco gave up. Everybody gave up in the States. All the European gave up. And only the Chinese are making the modem and the routers. So it's, it's, they, they can access every office and every home. Elmer, the second balloon that was shot down off Alaska, United States is not saying it is a balloon. They are saying it's an object and it appears to be a surveillance object. A lot of maybes are being put. What is your information on that? It's definitely another balloon of surveillance. But sometimes they can use it for weather and for for weather and also for military purpose, for listening. It's the same equipment. I mean, after all, it's a camera. There's kind kind of uh, different sensors, and then there's a transmitter. There's a receiver, right? <laughs> and then and then normally they have uh, they they use a solar solar panel to collect power, so they can have a little little engine or motor driving them in case it's the the the, the uh, let's say the current is not flowing the right way. They can adjust the the direction. This is you know. And what they're doing, this is, uh, 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 I, I would even call this, if they're successful, they can even use it as a unrestricted weapon, unrestricted warfare weapon. Look, took eight days for United States to shoot it down. No, the thing is not so easy to detect by a radar because it's not made out of metal. There's only a little bit metal in the payload. The balloon itself is basically with air inside and it's uh, maybe with silicon rubber. A lot of hot so air. There, it's not, there's no radar <laughs> bounce back. <laughs> so it's not so easy to detect. It's quite an interesting, old-fashioned, but interesting weapon. And you can, this This is all, they're talking about 20-story high. They can put nuclear warhead, nuclear bombs, uh, uh, bio, bio, biochemical uh, stuff in it, anything they want, uh, uh, including... Um, hypersonic missiles, anything, they'll carry anything you want. And this one really showed that how U.S. is unaware of it. Allow this thing pass overhead for eight days from discovery, and which means China is testing how serious the Americans are in protecting its uh, homeland. Seriously, there, if there's going to be a war between China and Taiwan, we believe all right, we believe that uh, both sides will be shooting uh, cruise missiles at each other, intercontinental including. They want to see how U.S. will react if if Taiwan is attacked. Now, this is this is not only Taiwan attacking Taiwan. This is attacking U.S. mainland, and uh, Biden is just letting it go, and basically saying that oh, Xi Jinping doesn't know about it. His uh, his people are doing it. That's bullshit. All right, he knows it hundred percent. So, um, when has he already left for Moscow, Xi Jinping? No, not yet, not yet. I believe uh, they are talking about end of February or end of March. Depends. I see. I see. So, uh, I believe the original plan was to try to um, broker a peace settlement because they have enough power behind uh, Russia. Because basically, Russia, all the money, all the supply, Russia has run out on everything. Is from China, so they have in Xi Jinping have the enough power to force a settlement. So that's what he was going to do. But now the situation changed. Basically, U.S. has dropped him forever. There's no way to, of going back. So he may lean towards 
Russia, and the whole thing may turn out to be a uh, what do you call a proxy war, meaning China supporting Russia and U.S. supporting Ukraine, and then the war may shift over here to the Pacific, where China sub so China invade Taiwan, and the Japan and U.S. support Taiwan. Ah, uh, so uh, U.S. invade Taiwan and they uh, Japan and U.S. support Taiwan. Uh, it's it the situation is very tense. In the latest military uh, information, which I don't think they report in India, is the uh, the British uh, uh, nuclear carrier, the Elizabeth, together with seven other other ships, including submarines, nuclear submarines, now have arrived at the South China Sea. Now it's very serious. Eight, including I think one ship from Holland, and then maybe one ship from Germany. This is NATO. And remember, the NATO General Secretary was just in Japan and North and South Korea last week. So this is damn serious. It, this is heating up. Even though you know, one thing I I suspect this guy Biden may be very clever, very cl much much cleverer than we all are. You know, he basically beat Trump. You remember, uh, basically uh, sleeping in his uh, basement, doing nothing. He was able to beat Trump. He is able to beat Pudding, and looks like now he's able to beat Biden. The guy is very low. But she's in pain. Yeah, he, yeah. He plays that. You remember how he withdraw his force from uh, Afghan? So Putin said, "God, this guy is weak. He's a <laughs> he's afraid to fight." And then, and then he really chased Pudding for his money. <coughs> I believe, I believe this guy. You know, he said, "Oh, China, we're not going to have a conflict. Uh, we'll treat them as strategic competitors. My ass competitor. This is, he is ready for war. All the action, what he speaks is softly, softly. I think he's using this. Uh, what do you call? It? Remember uh, Roosevelt? Yes, speak, speak softly, softly and carry a big, a big stick. stick. Yes, yeah. yes, I believe this is what he's doing. I mean, I mean, I, I've." You you see how he beat Trump, how he beat Putin, and now he's using the same on Xi Jinping. This is what I believe. I mean, it's turning out to be so. This guy may be much much more clever than we all think. Oh, I'll give him credit for. You know, my viewers will not uh, forgive me if I don't ask you this question. A few episodes back, ten twenty, I don't remember. You had told that the Chinese asked the Russians. To do a simulation of war with uh, with the United States yes. to find out how China would do, and I think you said forty minutes. That's yes, all it will take. Forty-five minutes, about forty. Forty forty-five minutes. minutes. Hmm. Would you still say the same time, or is it going to be a little longer now? No, it's you no. Know, this was an ocean warfare. All right, they uh, the Chinese went to Russia and asked the Russian Ministry of War of Defense do a analysis for them or simulation for them. Or only on the sea wall because they thought mm -hmm. this whole thing is going to be only it's going to fight in the Taiwan Strait only as the ocean. Okay. Now of Understood. course it's becoming expanding. The 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 the, the war is expanding. So they say they asked them because the Russian understand both sides, and then so they came back with a conclusion of forty or forty five minutes. I forgot exactly. It under a sea wall, but I believe it will have it will be the same. Because the speed these missiles be flying, well, this is what I'm going to believe. It will never be restricted on Taiwan. You American don't. I mean, they are not going to just sit there and let the Chinese start shooting at them first. They will shoot the minute they see the Chinese get prepared. 
they are going to start shooting first. I mean, I mean, you watch these cowboy movies. They don't wait. <laughs> whoever draws the fastest, it's a shootout. I mean, whoever thinks that there are a few pe people saying that, oh, yeah, let them, it's not going to happen. You look, look what happened in Japan, how they fought the war in Japan, in Germany, and so on. They are, they are more than happy to attack. So we do not think that it's going to be uh, America is just going to sit there and wait for China to do. They are going to move as faster. The minute they see movement in the air base, they are going to shoot first. Why should anybody risk their life? So I believe that this thing ha can happen. The same thing. Inclu it will not even come to the ocean. The ships will not have too, will take too long for them to come to Taiwan. It would be just in, uh, uh, let's say, a missile warfare between both U.S. and and uh, maybe Taiwan and U.S. and uh, Korea and also Japan because U.S. have all the missiles in all these places close enough. So I don't think they may shoot the capital, but they were going to destroy all their air bases, missile base, air bases, and then uh, naval bases. This is normal normal what's going to happen u.s have enough firepower um you know let me ask you a question comparing with what happened in the first and the second world wars see there are two sides england on one side the stronger one and the first world war it was germany second world war it was england plus u.s because u.s did not come in until 1942. so yeah. in these scenarios the German officers perhaps had a fair amount of interaction with the British. So they kind of knew what the other guy would think, what kind of strategies they would use. How is it today? How cross-pollinated are the Chinese generals and uh, officers with the American system? I, I would say that uh, um, China is going to shoot missiles and, and uh, Taiwan, Japan, Korea, plus U.S. in Okinawa and also in uh, Guam, it's going to all shoot. There's not going to be any holdbacks, all right? And, uh, uh, and, and don't, I don't think Taiwan makes the decision. At the end of the day, U.S. will make the decision because, you know, Taiwan itself is just, it's, it has a lot of missiles. It, it's really like a, what do you call uh, the animal with a lot of... Uh, uh, Centipedes? Uh, the one with... Uh, <laughs> What do you call it? Porcupine. Spots. Porcupine. Yeah. They say that the number of missiles in Taiwan, it makes it like a, like those those animals. So <laughs> Taiwan is very strong. It's very strong. But then just by defending or waiting for China to take, take action, that's not war. The war has to be simultaneous. And I would not be surprised. If this side, U.S. side or Taiwan side, Japan side, will move faster, the minute they see any irregular activity in those bases, they are going to make their move. There's not going to be any argument. And uh, let's argue later. Win the war and argue later. This is, I believe, the strategy. Nobody is going to wait until they occupy Taiwan and then strike. They are going to strike the minute. So this is why Chinese is also watching Montana's uh, ICBM base, whether they, they want to video everything, the daily activity. And whenever there's irregular activity, means they are going to war. So this is normal. How many people go to work? You know, at what hour of the day? These are activity. And China does the same. 
they have uh, this kind of monitoring station, I'm sure both in India and in Mongolia and all over. So they are watching. So I don't believe there's going to be any uh, like a Normandy type of landing. It's going to miss out. And missiles today, uh, you know, so fast, Mark 1, Mark 5, you know, so fast. It's going to be way over, really, in maybe probably less than 40 minutes. <laughs> well, uh, we'll wait and see very interesting developments. And, and the third balloon, has it also been shot down, Elmer, to your knowledge? No, no, no. It's just been discovered on the oh, north. Okay. And I think U.S. don't care what it is anymore. All right, because if they don't shoot it down, the reaction in the United States from the public and from the Congress is so strong, meaning you fail to defend the country or defend its right. people. So right. the safest today is to shoot it down because nobody's going to blame him. Before there was a negotiation, a meeting going on in Beijing, but now they canceled the meeting. So there's nothing to hold back. I, I would say Biden, in his first instance, will shoot it down right away. Well, uh, stay tuned. By the time this releases, the third balloon may also have been shot down. Thanks for watching. Please like, share and subscribe to our channel. Don't forget to click on the bell button for notifications. Elmer, as always, a pleasure having you on our platform. Thank you so much. Namaskar. Thank you for inviting me. Goodbye. Goodbye.